Do horses have soulmates? Can they fall in love with each other? Don't answer until you've listened to this episode of Barn Stories. Welcome to the Barn Stories podcast. I'm Lori Prinz, editor of Equus Magazine. And I'm managing editor Christine Barakat. This podcast features our favorite essays and articles published in Equus over the past 40 years. Although Equus is known for articles on horse care and veterinary research, our editorial mission has always been guided by the bond that exists between horses and people. And each issue has featured a real life story that celebrates how horses enrich our lives and touch our hearts. We've searched our archives, chosen the stories that resonated with our readers, and given them new life in this audio format. Longtime subscribers may recognize some of their favorite pieces. And if you're new to the Equus community, these stories will confirm that no matter what sort of saddle you sit in, a deep emotional connection to horses is something we all share. I feel like we need to warn everyone about the story in this episode. It's heartbreaking. It's a tale of a special relationship between two horses, Bodie and Mouse, that ends abruptly. I remember thinking it was sad when we published it years ago, but listening to it read aloud delivered an even more powerful emotional punch. This story touches the heart, that's for sure, but it's more bittersweet than sad, really. The fact that Bodie and Mouse found each other even for only a short time is wonderful, and I think the author does a nice job of conveying a sentiment that we can all relate to, the satisfaction that comes when you know your horses and the people in your life are comfortable and happy. Whether you find it sweet or sad or both, this story will touch your heart. So grab yourself a box of tissues and settle in as we listen to Love Story, written by Jane Palmer and read by Taylor Autumn. I don't know why some people refuse to believe that animals have emotions and form deep attachments to others. I've witnessed this phenomenon firsthand in my own animals many times over the years. I know they experience real love and consequently miss their friends and mates when they are separated. One of the best examples of this was Bodie and Mouse. It started when my husband, Nate, suggested I get another horse. Our finances were tight, so I couldn't just go buy one. Plus, I wasn't sure I was ready to open my heart again. I was still mourning Bobo, the Morgan gelding I'd owned for 26 years. When Bobo died, I felt like I'd been cut loose from my anchor and was adrift in sadness and loss. I stayed away from horses for five years, but Nate recognized that I was missing more than just my horse. I had lost a lifestyle. I started perusing Craigslist for free or very cheap horses, and soon I found a post that piqued my interest. It described a small, black, old-style Morgan who was rock-solid and sound. He was purported to be around 14 years old, so I arranged to take a look. It was not love at first sight. He was pretty enough and responsive to cues, but overall he seemed dull and aloof. His owner assured me the gelding would be content to be alone on our farm. He had been a rescue before she got him, and she said he hated other horses. After the gelding's soundness was confirmed in a veterinary check, I bought him. I really can't explain why. I just had a feeling. The name he came with didn't fit him. This guy seemed to have a good heart and a desire to please, but also a degree of distrust. When I looked at him, I saw a story that I would never know. 
He had a smattering of white hairs that swirled like a galaxy on his forehead. So I named him Bode's Galaxy, after a galaxy far, far away. Bode, for short. It seemed more fitting for a horse who always seemed so far away. Bodhi and I got along well, but there was something about him, something he exuded, a sadness or a melancholy. I couldn't quite put my finger on it. The veterinarian said he was healthy, but Bodhi was just not very happy. At times I would look out and see him standing in the field with the look of indifference about him. The following spring, I stumbled across another ad on Craigslist. There was a photo of a little black mare with her owner sitting on her back and a beagle in her lap. I was smitten. The mare was free and she was close by, so I called and went to see her. Mouse was the same size as Bodie, around 14.1, but with more of a petite build. She had gnarly knees and was a little reluctant, but I liked her owner and decided to give her a try. Mouse had had laminitis in the past, but checked out to be sound and healthy. Given what I had been told about Bodie, I expected fireworks when I brought Mouse home. But I couldn't have been more amazed at the reaction I got. The memory still brings tears to my eyes. My melancholy boy was suddenly full of joy. He arched his neck, pranced and nickered, and blew in Mouse's nostrils. It was as if they had longed for each other for years. I ran in to get my camera, and when I got back, the two of them were standing, side by side, munching hay in the double stall with their heads over the wall. As they settled into life together, never once did I hear a squeal or see a strike or even an ear laid back. Just pure joy. Bodie was a new horse. The indifference was gone, and he happily took on the role of protector of his herd of two. Mouse settled in as if she'd always belonged here, and followed Bodie's cues as if trained to do so. Nate, who had never been a rider, was so impressed and at ease around the two horses that he became interested in riding Mouse. The little mare was calm and steady on the trail, and she quickly earned Nate's trust. Bodhi usually led on our trail rides, but there were times when he would stop, unsure of a scary object or an unfamiliar area. Then Mouse would trudge ahead, as if to reassure her mate that she had his back as well. We had two lovely summers of harmony and bliss in the barn and on the trails. We developed a routine where the four of us would take short rides to the back of our property and canter around a hayfield. The horses were so in tune with each other, it was as if Nate and I were just along for the ride. Our dream ended one morning when Bodie colicked. The veterinarian came, and we spent a very long day and into the evening trying to ease his pain. When it was clear our efforts were not going to work, we decided to mortgage the farm if we had to, and we loaded Bodie up into a borrowed trailer and drove him to a large animal hospital about an hour away. Things did not go well, and by the next morning we had to make the difficult decision to end his pain. The veterinarian told us that Bodie was probably a lot older than we'd thought, but then 14 had never been more than a fair guess. Bodie had nickered quietly to Mouse as he walked into the trailer, leaving her forever and she whinnied loudly in return. 
Perhaps they knew it was the last time they would see each other. Perhaps they didn't. Either way, life on the farm took an abrupt turn, and grief settled over all of us. We still have Mouse. She has a new pasture mate now, another Morgan gelding, but there is no affection between them. Their relationship is one of tolerance and routine, not love. Now Mouse has that melancholy air about her, the same one that Bodie had when he first arrived. I wish their relationship had lasted longer, but I am grateful for the time that Bodie and Mouse had together. And I am also glad that Bodie had a few good years of peace and happiness at the end of his long life. He was a good soul who seemed to want nothing more than to have a mate to take care of and cherish. I am glad he finally got what he deserved, at least for a little while. Have you read Equus Magazine? Written by people who care about horses for people who care for horses, Equus reports on the latest veterinary research and tells you what it means for your horse's health. Each issue is packed with articles on horse care, physiology, and behavior, with plenty of hands-on instruction and helpful advice from the world's foremost authorities. Discover for yourself what thousands of horse people have known for decades. Equus will help you make the most of horse ownership. To subscribe, call 800-829-5910 or go to equusmagazine.com. Thanks for listening to Barn Stories. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a favorite article or essay from the Equus archives that you'd like us to feature in a future podcast, let us know. You can reach us at equusbarnstories, all one word, at gmail.com. Did you enjoy this episode of Barn Stories? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Thanks for listening. The Barn Stories podcast is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network.